Well, good morning. Happy New Year. I know it's late, but it's, it's meant. Great to see you, and oh, wonderful to be home here at uh, Timberline. And what a great weekend we're sharing this weekend as we're celebrating all that God has done through the ministry of Count, which is uh, integrally uh, a ministry of Timberline, all that we've been able to partner together uh, to share in. And with that in mind, I've got a rather strange title for my message today, The Color Red. It might be that you're wondering, what on earth is that about? You're about to find out. The Color Red. Uh, I'm going to read just one verse from Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13. It comes from the message, and just listen to what the Apostle Paul says there. Now, because of Christ dying that death, shedding that blood, you who were once out of it altogether are in on everything. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have some, some bad news for you. Uh, I got fired. I got fired, and uh, it, uh, it's, it's difficult. It, it happened 40 years ago, but it still hurts. <laughs> uh, I got fired because uh, I had a part-time job. Um, I was in high school, and I was a cleaner, a railway car cleaner. And uh, I had to have a, a medical and a sight test, and they called me in, and they said, we're going to have to let you go. And I said, why is that? And they said, you're colorblind, and we're worried that you won't be able to distinguish the red signal from the green signal on the railway tracks, and you might end up kissing a train or something, and that's not good. So we're going to have to let you go. Now, I was kind of irritated about this because my, my colorblindness is very subtle. It's a, it's a subtle, it's, it's not a big deal. By the way, do you like my yellow jacket? <laughs> Just kidding. But I, they let me go because they were worried that I would not be able to distinguish the color red. Red is a color that is often used as a symbol. And we're going to think about that color as we reflect on the work of Count this weekend. So if you're following in the bulletin, follow along with me. First of all, red it's the color of danger and passion. Danger and passion. If you, if you have a warning light come on in your car, if things are pretty bad, the light is usually red. Last week in England, I was there in England, and we had major snow. Did anyone see it on the news? We had more snow than I've ever seen in my 35 years on this planet. It was significant. <laughs> significant snow. Airports shut down, thousands of people stranded, and, and we're just not set up for this because I think we only have one snowplow in the whole of England, and the driver was on vacation, so we're kind of messed up. Now, uh, that means that no one was on the road, but I live in Colorado, baby, <laughs> so I know how to drive on snow. So I was out there. I didn't see another single car for 30 minutes or so because I was the only mad person driving. But while I was out there, suddenly uh, my red, a red light came on in my car and a, a, a warning symbol uh, accompanied by a message, and it said, anti-skid system deactivated. Check manual for details. <laughs> it's really helpful. So I pulled my car over to the side of the road. I do what I'm told, and I look in the driver's manual, and it says this, get this, it says, in the event of inclement and slippery conditions, the anti-skid mechanism will be deactivated. <laughs> Hello? 
That's the point, isn't it? But I got a red light warning me of danger. We, we talk about red alerts, don't we? Extreme danger. What we're doing this weekend in reflecting, celebrating, and considering the work again of You Count Matters because there's a red alert. There are so many children and women who right now, even as we gather here, remain in extreme danger. When the, new, the You Count team visited uh, New Delhi in India last November, they discovered that the children born in brothels, the children born to those prostituted, and I use that term advisedly, we should not call these women prostitutes. They have not made a choice. They have been prostituted. 80% of those children were sexually abused before they arrived in the safety of the Project Rescue home. That is agonizing information. Statistics can be impersonal. But there is a huge cry of pain coming up from the earth. Today, it's estimated that there are no less than 27 million people around the world who are the victims of modern slavery. Slavery is not something locked in history. According to the International Justice Mission, nearly 2 million children are exploited in the commercial sex industry. And it isn't just out there, it's right here. Here in Colorado, there is a major issue with human trafficking. You say, how can that be? We think of, of, of chains. We think of men with rifles when we think about slaves. But many are in invisible chains. How does it work? Well, you just take away their passport. You intimidate them. You threaten them. You saddle them with a mountain of debt. You take away their money. You control them. And You've got a slave. It's happening all around us. Now, why do people do these unspeakable things? The answer is usually the same. It's money. Trafficking is estimated to be a $32 billion industry affecting 161 countries worldwide. And as we think about these things, we have got to know the response of God because he sees red. God is angry and passionate about the injustice of people being oppressed. Social justice is not simply a politicized idea, it's a theological idea. God got there first. Isaiah 61 verse eight, I the Lord love justice. And God loves justice because he's a holy God. Very often when we think about holiness, we think about personal holiness. What am I doing with my personal life? And that matters a lot, but that's only one dimension because there's personal holiness and there's social holiness as well, or social justice. When God introduced holiness to his people in Leviticus 19, he talked about caring for the elderly looking after those with disabilities, caring and serving the poor, caring for the marginalized, doing business with honesty. When Jeremiah spoke of good King Josiah, he said these words, which are very telling. He defended the cause of the poor and needy, and so all went well. Listen to this. Is that not what it means to know me, declares the Lord? In the heart of God, the possibility of knowing God and not caring about what God cares about, it just doesn't compute. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good, says Micah. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, said Jesus, Matthew 6. What's righteousness? Well, the root word for righteousness 
Part of it is justice, pathways that are straight, weights that are correct in weighing scales. James chapter 1, if we need any more convincing, James makes it clear. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Social holiness, personal holiness. You see, God feels angry and passionate about this. And we might be tempted to say, well, then why doesn't he do something? Why doesn't he act? Well, he has. He sent his son to shed his blood to rescue humanity. And not only that, but he acts in partnership with his people. I'm also aware that even as we talk about these things, that some of us today are very personally affected by them. And I want to say to you that our prayer team will be here at the end. I'm not going to offer any kind of quick statement that somehow fixes the terrible thing that happened to you because God is angry about it. But the prayer team will be here. There's a number in the bulletin, a phone number that you can call if, you would, if you'd like some help. God feels passionately. Red is the color of passion and danger. Then secondly, red is the color of love as well. Red's the color of love. When you get that Valentine's card, the heart is always red. It represents love. And I think it's important, Timberline family, for us to not pat ourselves on the back, but celebrate, give thanks to God, and recognize that some wonderful things have happened in the last 12 months because of our being able to partner together. But I think there's great joy when the red of love is extended, if you will. The red carpet is rolled out for those who felt used and marginalized. God is delighted. Thirdly, red is the color of humanity. It's the color of humanity. It's the color of the blood. It's the color that we all share. Just last week in Europe, a book was released called Bend, Not Break. Its author is Ping Fu, a Chinese dissident who was uh, imprisoned and, and tortured, went through some terrible things. But when they were torturing her, they told her that she had the wrong color blood. And that's why she was counted worthy, or not worthy, that's why she qualified for this terrible treatment because she had the wrong color blood. What a lie that is. Because wherever we come from, we share the same blood color. God does not see the color of skin. He sees the color of blood. He sees humanity. You know what that means? It means that those women and children, that, those images, those photographs that we see, and I want to reaffirm, not photographs just downloaded from a project anonymously on the internet, but these are women and children that we right here in the Timberline family have been able to connect with. It's amazing. They're no different from us. Don't, don't let's give ourselves the luxurious thought that well, they're different. They, 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 they think differently. They have the same hopes and the same dreams as we do. When I was in India, I, I was visiting a project there, and I went into a, uh, a shack in, in, a, in a very, very impoverished area. The, the shack, family living there, very little in the place. 
But I was really surprised when I walked in because there was a photograph of David Beckham on the wall. If you've not heard of David Beckham, he's a, a, a British um, sports person who plays God's game, soccer. <laughs> and uh, I looked at this photograph and something in me said, that's kind of weird. I mean, here, am I, here I am in India and, and uh, in a place of extreme poverty. Now, why was I so surprised? I shouldn't have been because the young man who lives in that place has got exactly the same hopes and dreams. And in fact, I, I just need to say that uh, this Beckham thing, he and I have got the same accent. It's, it's kind of embarrassing because I'm often mistaken for him. It's really, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really difficult. You can see the obvious likeness. <laughs> Thanks for laughing in the wrong place there. I appreciate that. Of course we don't because, you see, he maddeningly looks like he does. And I, sadly... He's unique. I'm unique. You're unique. Those children, those women, each one of them unique. And yet we all share this red blood, this common humanity. Let's not, let's not think that somehow those who are suffering think differently. Fourthly, it's the color, this red, it's the color of celebration. We use the phrase, don't we, red letter day. That phrase comes from church history. The feast days to celebrate the saints were known as red letter days. Red in that sense being a day of celebration. Members of the U-Count team were able to go out from here carrying uh, a very tangible symbol of love as they traveled to various parts of the world to serve uh, in those projects. They took a red ribbon. They took it from right here in northern Colorado to Kathmandu to Nepal to the uh, vocational unit that Project Rescue runs there. Uh, they took that ribbon to New Delhi in India to the girls and boys home that Project Rescue have there and then to Calcutta the Project Rescue Home of uh, Hope and the vocational unit there. And then the red ribbon was carried back here uh, to Fort Collins. Why carry a red ribbon? Well, the ribbon was a symbol, is a symbol. A symbol, a tangible representation of love, not only of that, but of connection. To say, we love you, we are connected with you. And not only that, but the red being a symbol of that blood of Jesus that was shed to make those who were out of it find welcome and belonging. The red ribbon said, you are not forgotten, you are priceless. It was wonderful to see the response. How absolutely amazing to look into the eyes, shining eyes of children, of women who have not felt what we take for granted, safe. Absolutely incredible. Red is also a, a color that you see when it's time to stop. And this is a moment for us to stop, to reflect, to give thanks to God and to open our hearts to Him. So would you join with me in praying together? Let's pray. 
Well, we thank you so much for this weekend of joy and celebration. And seeing lives that have been rescued, changed, transformed. Thank you for all that was meant, all that is seen in the symbolism of that ribbon and the joy of it being shared. How wonderful to be partnering with you in your passion. Lord, we pause, we stop for a moment and we remember that as we speak of these things in the midst of our celebration, we know that there will be some who are personally still wounded because of their own history. And we pray especially for them today that they will know you stand with them, your love, your care, your healing, and that you will enable us as a church family to share, to bind up wounds, to minister to the brokenhearted. We thank you too, Lord, for the opportunity to continue to bring liberation, to break chains that are heavily upon those near and far. And so we bow our hearts before you. We ask you, Lord, by the work of your Holy Spirit in us, that you will help us to continue because every single life matters so much. Your son has laid down his life. And we give you praise for that. So we give you thanks as we reflect and we very deliberately posture ourselves with openness to what you might be able to do with and through us as we continue to partner together. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Bonnie, celebrate together, to partner together. We... Uh, we pray for Lucy right now, evening time for her. We pray that even our connection this morning with her will bring great joy and anticipation as she is laying down her life in your service there. Thank you, Lord, that as we go from this place today with a piece of that ribbon, it speaks to us of partnership, it speaks to us of hope, and it also speaks to us of the truth that we too can be rescued from ourselves, from our sin. We were outsiders, but because of all that Jesus has done, we can be home on the inside, experiencing your love. So we go now with gratitude and thanks in the love of God and determined by your grace to pass it around. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Our prayer team are here, uh, if we can pray with you. I hope to see you guys on Wednesday night for a great, great midweek service as well. God bless you. Travel safe. You are greatly loved. Wonderful to see you today.